Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Love That For You podcast. For those of you that are new here, I'm Pat, and I'm here with my wife, Jules. That was a great intro. That was a great intro. Pat is back this week, you guys. I feel like I feel like we got a lot of good... I feel like people were like, sorry, Pat, we really liked the solo episode with Jules last week. I think I'm just going to have to retire from this. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't want to do it alone, because honestly, talking for 45 minutes like this into the microphone was like hard mm-hmm. i like had a sore throat after yeah i like to bounce off of you who talks more than me it was interesting though to see all we did get a ton of messages from people that were really supportive of the solo episode i'll just do more i think girl talk is something i could also do them on youtube you know what if we did guy talk though would you guys want to hear just from me and not about what i don't know whatever whatever stuff they wrote in whatever questions they want just a guy's perspective on perspective perspective (laughs) perspective (laughs) i'm crying that would be fun i think Mm -hmm. um so we're actually film recording this early when you guys hear this we will be in europe Hmm. um I, I don't know what part we'll be in, but we will be there. Uh, we decided to pre-record this, and I don't think there will be one next week just because we're away, which mm. I'm sorry about that. I don't know. Um, we couldn't really – not good planning with this. But, yeah, so we will be in Europe by then, but right now we are still home. So, Still in New Jersey. We're actually recording this. Um, I don't even know what day of the week it is here in the morning. And then later today. Yeah, we are headed on our travels. We are headed to New York today. Um, obviously, if you guys are listening, we already passed this, but we are headed to New York today and going to stay with one of our best friends who live up there now, who just moved up there. Going to get dinner with them, and I have a few work things I have to do in New York before we head out of the mm. country. So we're doing that, and yeah. I'm excited to go back to New York. Um, yeah. We always have mixed emotions. And by we, I mean, Julia is always excited to go to New York. I'm not excited to go to New York. And then every time we go, I end up enjoying it. And Pat likes to um, hmm. prejudge New York every time he goes up. But the one thing I'm going to say is the only reason that you get frustrated is because we drive. That's it. Yeah. Because we have to drive and we have to take our car to the airport. So we have to drive again. And like driving in the city is pretty miserable unless you're going in and out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is the worst part, but you always judge it based the, off of that. The driving is never my favorite, and like where we are now, it's like slow and there's some space, and we yeah, it's a lose different that. pace. It's yeah. a di- totally as soon as you get through that tunnel, it's go time. Yeah, which I love. Yeah, it's motivating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like both. But yeah, so we decided that we should do a little travel episode. Which we probably couldn't have done this episode more terribly timed. Why? Because we're doing an episode about terrible travel stories as it's, we're it's, about it's to start traveling. It's just funny. I just feel like you go into travels knowing, like, I always get anxiety around travel in general. And it's not necessarily, like, plain anxiety. It's just, like, the travels. Like, mm-hmm. I just thrive, like internally my body thrives on routine and like my brain so as soon as i get out of it i just am all out of whack and it really affects me like with my anxiety and a lot of times i'm like it's not even worth it i don't even want to do it but every single time i like push myself out of that zone and i'm like i have to do it because i want to but also because if i don't then i'll never like do stuff like that like never travel so every single time i do it but it's 
probably more um, hard for me than you probably notice, you, mm. Pat, and from the outside. Like, I feel like it's – I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, my gosh, I have anxiety already and we haven't even left the house. Yeah. Yeah, I think anytime we travel, I think we – even when you're, like, planning, you're like, oh, how many things can go wrong, this whole thing. And, like, the truth of the matter is something is going to go wrong. We're going to get stuck somewhere. We're going to miss a train. We're going to – Oh, like, don't say that. Something's going to happen. No, and, hopefully not gonna, that big. But it's going to be fine, you know? Yeah. Like, no matter what happens, we're going to be, you know, I The thing is, is I think some people are able to travel and they're, like – that's the fun for them and like they're able to just yeah i'm not a go with the flow person and like sometimes i hate a lot of times i hate that about myself because i want to just like like the whole thing should be fun you know and yeah it's well it's also a little bit stressful when you pack one bag that weighs 130 actually and then i'm gonna end up having to be the one no the only thing thing that doesn't fit in there is that and my makeup bag that i have to try and fit in the other bag I think I packed – I think I did a pretty good job. You weighed my bag one did. time and it was 50 pounds. Yeah. I think you did a really good job. Well, we'll see what they say when we get to the airport. <laughs> you said it was 50 pounds, so. Yeah. Should this be is good, on you hopefully. now. Uh, it's not on me. This is not on me. <laughs> You're the one that weighed it. I literally stepped on a scale. This is how myself, we weigh my bag every time. And then I picked up the bag and stepped on the scale again. And subtracted the weight. Yeah. So hopefully. And we're like, oh, 50 pounds. 50 pounds. We should be good. Yeah. Um, I like to pack – I mean, you guys know – if you know me, I like I've had clothes laid out on the floor for two weeks. Julia has been packing for yeah two to three weeks. Meanwhile, me last night at ten p.m. I'm like, all right, I guess I got to pack now. Well, lucky you, I got you a lot of clothing to bring, so you didn't really have to think about it. Yeah, well, I don't have a lot of clothing anyway, so I just kind of throw it all in a bag anyway. Yeah. Well, our first stop is London um tomorrow night we have our flight at 10 p.m and i'm like praying that i fall asleep on the plane because it's gonna just the jet lag also gets to me you know um so we are gonna be there for a few days and yeah i'm excited yeah yeah we actually have a lot of people to see too at least in london we do like we have people that we're gonna see there and then when we go to paris and switzerland yeah we don't have anybody to see but yeah London yeah. will be fun for that. One of my best friends, the guy who I grew up with, was in our wedding, lives in London now. Mm-hmm. He's like your best friend, so. Yeah, he'll be fun. And then see. I have a friend over there. Actually, I have a few different people, but yeah, we have a few people that we, I don't, I doubt we'll see everybody, but it's just, you know. Yeah. Um, Should we just get into it? Let's do it. Okay. I'm trying to think if I have any, like, horror stories. I mean, I do. Yeah. I should I say mine first? Yeah. I feel like we. I definitely talked about it, right? Yeah. Maybe you can just do it quick. Okay. Well, my Quicker. only. <laughs> Quicker. Okay. All right. Done. Mine job, was babe. just the time that I was in Mexico with Kelsey and Michelle for New Year's, and then I got stuck in the airport, and I don't know, you guys. I was in the Mexican airport. I just felt a little bit weird about it. I was like, I don't want to be here by myself. I don't know anybody. Like. I don't mm-hmm. – this is not my country, you know, whatever. What are you doing? Um, and I got stuck there and I was alone because Kelsey and Michelle were flying back to L.A. and I was flying back to Philly or New York. And um, I think it was like a snowstorm here. So we got stuck. We got on the plane. We had to get off the plane. And then um, 
they basically like wouldn't re i think i was it was like spirit air or something of course so like mm-hmm. they wouldn't refund us and they were trying to get everybody on the next plane but like the one thing that was the worst part about it is as soon as we were on the plane and she was like the flight attendant like got on the announcement and she was like okay you guys you all better make a run for it like we you know first come first serve to get on the next plane out and everybody starts panicking i was like why would you say it like that like why wouldn't you just be like listen this is the way it goes like you know, I don't know. So we get off the plane and there's literal fights breaking out. I'm by myself. I'm just like a mess already. And then hours go by, you know, I'm calling Pat. I'm crying. I'm just like, what am I supposed to do? How am I going to get out of here? Like, I don't want to go to a random hotel by myself. Like, you know, people are at least mm-hmm. with a couple. So you just kind of like, you're not alone. So you go to a hotel, whatever. I met a really nice couple who was like, kind of like taking me in as a daughter for a second. <laughs> but then they lost my bag, so I couldn't go with them. Um, long story short, I was stuck there overnight, and I ended up going back to the same um, place that I stayed at with Kelsey and Michelle, which was super nice. They, like, picked me up and everything. But it took me – you know, I was – I didn't get back there till like, 11 p.m. Yeah. And then the next day, I had a flight out, which went off really well. And then I don't think I ever told you guys, but when I got back, I did get COVID. Mm. And I think it was kind of from being in the airport all day long. Yeah. Like I was in the airport literally for 24 hours. And we were, and it was the time where it was over the holidays. So like COVID was pretty like bad again. Mm. And we were all wearing masks and everything. But at some point it was just like we were all talking to each other and we were all like sitting on the floors and like, you know, it was just kind of a mess. I was crying. So I was like taking my mask off and then putting it back on, whatever. So I did get home and like two days later I had COVID. But I was – when I got home it was like – I could not tell you the biggest relief of my life. Yeah. I was like, I have this attachment to home now. I don't know. It was. Yeah. I remember when you got back from that, you were like, I'm never traveling alone again. And like, I have to already. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You were freaking out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just because like we're going to different places. Like, I wasn't traveling by myself the whole time. I just was meeting up with them and like I'm coming from a different spot. So like that's something it's hard to avoid. But yeah. It's hard, especially with like international travel, right? International travel with connecting flights, mm-hmm. like in and a country, in the winter yeah. for us, like it's always because of a snowstorm or something. Like something always happens. Yeah, yeah, that's what it know? was. We had a snowstorm here. Remember when we went to Sedona and we also almost got like it was snowing. Like it's just always in February, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I think flying. I mean, flying in and out of the Northeast U.S. During the winter months, it's is hard. always hard. Yeah, because yeah, there's always threats of storms. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was long story short of mine. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have any others. I mean, like one time when we were younger, I remember getting stuck in an airport with my parents. But yeah, I remember like, yeah, be, yeah. flights being changed, but nothing like. Do you have any? Knock on wood. No, no, that's seriously. No, the only one I can remember was actually flying back from Mexico. Oh, great. Mexico um, again. D- again, during the winter and sitting on an airplane for literally like six hours before oh. we take off. It Wait, now scary. they have a new rule about that. Yeah. Now you can't like because when I went to my bachelorette party, we were on the plane in the beginning and it was two hours, almost three hours. And like by the three hour mark, they have to get you off now Jeez. or something. It's like a new rule. Sitting on the plane for six hours. That's ridiculous. So mine was when we landed, though. We like landed. Oh. And then they couldn't let us off because it was, like, storming. The, the plane couldn't get into where it needed to get in to oh unload. Oh, my God. It's, like, the worst. Yeah. So we were... That is stuck. that is horrible because you're, like, already ready to get off. And my parents were at the airport waiting to pick mm. me up. 
And I was Why like, wouldn't they just be able to let you off the plane? That doesn't make any sense. Because the airplane couldn't pull into the spot to like park. Ugh. We were like, they stuck. need a new, they need like to figure that out. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Let's read some of these. Yeah. Okay. No, we'll start with the longer ones. Yeah, sure. That way too. <laughs> Whatever you want. Um. Okay. My boyfriend and I traveled to the Maldives. First of all, that's amazing. That's mm. a dream trip during COVID. And the requirement to get into the Maldives was a negative test 96 hours prior to departure. And our test was 80 hours old at our departure. At the check-in desk at the airport, the person told us our test had expired because the airline said their requirement was 72 hours prior for a test, so they weren't allowing up us to go through and go to our flight. I proved them wrong after about an hour of arguments because the Maldives government website had 96 hours posted on their website for the requirement, and the airline just wasn't updated. Very stressful. It was like 9 p.m. on our flight, boarded at 10. Jeez. Everything with the COVID stuff has made like traveling so much harder yeah and that was another thing when i was in mexico was like we had to have a negative test to get back into the u.s and everybody i remember the guy telling me he was like listen you don't need a new test if you have to stay in a hotel tonight and come back and then the next day i came back and i was like this guy told me i do not need another test you know like it's just like you never know Mm -hmm. it's just and when we went to anguilla like all the covid stuff like that makes it a lot harder especially for going to the maldives that we're going on right now now a lot of the regulations had changed, but if, They're all if like there lifted. were still regulations in Europe, we wouldn't technically be vaccinated, right? Because it's been over because, a year. Yeah, it's been over nine months or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, so we'd have to go go through and get everything redone. I think that's like why they lifted a lot of it too. I mean, it's just like now there's so many different. Yeah. You know, it's hard, and like especially going from country to country with only a few days. Like, I think mm-hmm. to get to Paris, we still have to have a no- negative test. But it's like if we had to do that to get to every co- – some people, you go to a country for a day because, like, in Europe, it's all very close. Yeah. So, Well, when we went to Anguilla, it, we had to get, like, three tests in 24 hours. Yeah. Just because we – where we flew through getting yeah. to Anguilla and then proving when we left here. Yeah, it was also crazy. Yeah. Okay. Not sure if this is the kind of story you are looking for, but I bought my boyfriend, now fiancé, a trip to Italy for his Christmas gift. That is a great gift. I bought the tickets last November 2021, and two days before we were supposed to leave, he realizes his passport is expired. Oh, my god! This is, this is bad. We had to call the passport line over 5,000 times for two days straight, finally got an appointment in New Hampshire. So we drove five hours, got the passport in five hours, and drove home and got back at 11 p.m. the night before our flight. Thought we were in the clear, and we get an email from the airline at midnight the day we are leaving. That we aren't on the flight, that it was never confirmed with Expedia and the airline, and we, the airline, and that we were on the waiting list. I was on the phone for over six hours, and they refused to do anything. We never got on the flight, and they had to pay, and had to pay an extra four thousand dollars for new flights, and still haven't been refunded for the flights. Oh my gosh! That is, oh, I have chills up my spine. Yeah. Talking to an airline, anything. Oh. Yeah. Well, when we were booking. Uh, reservations for this trip I said to you I was like don't do it through like the third party like Expedia or through yeah whatever you use I'm like you have to go through the actual like airline or the actual Which hotel I did. site I think I did yeah because well why though I mean because they kick you they're, you're like the first person that gets like kicked off if well, they're well because overbooked. the third party just doesn't care as much like their whole like they get discount costs but they don't they're care. not really they're not really discounted. It's just that you can see the cheapest one, the cheapest airline. Yeah. Well, I think it's always better to book direct. 
Like you're going to get better customer service. You're going to get better everything. Yeah. And I did for our flights because I we had vouchers. But remember when our initial Greece trip got canceled and all the pain in the butt that was yeah. because because we didn't it book was booked dry. through Expedia and it was like I didn't even know the airline that it was booked through on Expedia. It was like yeah. But yeah, that sounds horrible. I mean, even just the boyfriend not having his his passport and not realizing till two days before. Yeah. That is quite the pain in the butt. Good by you for making that happen. But then the whole, obviously, flight ordeal is terrible. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to send you one to read. My worst experience, my sister and I booked a spontaneous trip to Tulum, Mexico. First, it started out with a shit ton of traffic, taking two plus hours just to get to the resort. Anyway, our resort was literally in the jungle, and we were informed about possible bugs and blah blah. That was all fine, until we were both laying in bed and noticed there were these chipmunk-like rodents climbing on the ceiling. Ugh. On the ceiling. Of the, resor- of the hotel room? It was one of those straw roofings, and there were two of them chasing each other, bopping in and out of the roof- roofing. My sister and I laughed, like, oh, they better stay up there. Next thing I know, I'm laying in bed, and my sister starts screaming, and I see this brown blob falling from the sky. It (laughs) lands on the bed, and I'm hiding under the covers and start kicking to hopefully get it off the bed. We immediately call the front desk, and a man comes in, and he's rustling through the bedsheets, and the rodent flies from the bed and darts out the door. Long story short, they eventually upgraded us to a nicer room, but the trip just stayed going downhill. I ended up getting sick from the ice cubes from the drinks, oh. literally almost shitting my pants for a few days, <laughs> and my sister came home with a sinus infection. Not to mention, I didn't sleep the entire time I was there. I was way too paranoid. Oh, my God. Okay, I feel like, <sighs> I mean, every time I go to Mexico, something happens. I remember when my brother was there, and he also got, like, po- like food poisoning yeah, or whatever was, from the ice or the water yeah. or something. Like, you have to be really careful in mm-hmm. those countries with the water, but... Yeah. That's terrible. I, Especially with where you're staying. Like, it's one thing about, like, flights, because I feel like once you get there, you get there. But when, you like, something's going on with the place you're staying, like, you, you can't be comfortable. I wouldn't sleep stuck. either. Yeah, you yeah, can't like, do anything. And once you see those brown blobs falling from the sky, <laughs> like... It's over. It's over. And you're never going to sleep again. I know. Like, as long as you're in that resort, you're not going to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's, that's, that's that my is, worst nightmare. Yeah. Stayed in a shared Airbnb in NOLA. Where's that? New Orleans. Maybe. Early on our last morning, we woke up to another guest peeing out our window. He drunk mumbled some random stuff to us and then got in bed with us and tried to snuggle with my fiance. Thank God we were leaving that day because we silently packed up and practically ran out of there, leaving him in our bed. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, that must be New Orleans, right? Maybe. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, I hate that. I would just feel, I don't know, I've never done, like, the shared Airbnb. I would feel, like, unsafe. Is that what it is? Shared? Yeah. Yeah, if you're just, Kind of like a hostel. Yeah, if you're kind of just, like, renting a room. I've done hostels before. Wouldn't do it again. Yeah. But when you're young, I guess, and have, like, no money, it's, like, fun. But, yeah, no, I mean, it's, yeah, you have, you don't, it used to be, I feel like, better when we could trust more people in America. Have you seen the movie (laughs) Hostel? No. Oh, don't. Did you? Yeah. Who isn't it with that? I have no idea who the characters are. I'm oh. not going to know any of them. But what the happens? whole, they just get killed, kidnapped, and tortured. Oof. In, in where? Where are they? All over the world. There are oh. a couple different 
things. But yeah, the whole yeah the shared space like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not trustworthy enough. I mean, it's also like people like to travel differently. So mm-hmm. some people like to get really drunk when they travel and like stuff like that happens. Or some people just like to explore. Some people like to, you know, be by themselves. Like, yeah, it's hard to share a space when you don't know how somebody else is travel. Yeah, you don't you know? know who they are or what yeah. they're going to be doing. Yeah. Mm. And you're sharing like a bathroom with that person. Okay. Apparently not. They're sharing a window to pee out of. <laughs> yeah. Boy, do I have one for you. Uh-oh. They titled it Crazy Travel Story Identity Theft Type Shit. Oh, gosh. I travel to California about three times a year to visit my partner from Canada, so I have gotten comfortable traveling on my own. Last October, I was stopped at U.S. Customs and pulled aside for additional questioning. They asked how I was getting my money to travel, if I had any tattoos, if I had ever sold or advertised my body for money, etc. At that point, I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's, like, really weird to ask, right? Mm. If you've sold your body... They eventually let me through, but I had missed my connecting flight. Ugh, my God. And they don't do anything about that. My next trip in February, I was stopped again after they scanned my fingerprints. It was a two-hour wait to get an officer to call me up. They asked nearly the exact same questions, but this guy asked me if I had any idea why I keep getting pulled. I said that maybe it was a human trafficking issue and I fit a description. I had no clue. Turns out someone was using my name and photos on an escort site. They told me the website, but would not do anything to get it taken down. They basically told me that I would continue to be stopped by customs every single time I cross the border and that I should warn the people I'm traveling with. Anyway, love you guys. I listen every week. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my God. So that means, I guess, somebody had stolen her, like, like name identity. And pictures and was using it on an escort service, but it wasn't her? I just don't know how they would, like... And how does the... Yeah, how do they know that? How does the... Uh, yeah, how do they, And how like, do you get stopped that? for that? Yeah. Well, it's funny, the questions before, when they're like, are you using your body? And she's like, what are you talking about? No. Yeah. And then, like, she's on this escort site. Like, that is what's happening. Like, her pictures, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, she's never sold Weird. Pictures, that makes me feel really weird. That. Like, that makes me feel like when you do go through stuff like that, they have your pictures. Like, they know everything about you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that, like, makes me feel safer. Like, well, all of the extents I mean, of what yeah. everything they could get True. or have. I guess some ways it could make you feel safer. Also, I feel like knowing that makes me feel violated a little bit. Well, yeah. Yes. Like, there's just nothing that is private, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I guess they wouldn't have known that if it wasn't on the internet, or they wouldn't, like, her yeah, picture. But they, her... Yeah, I guess they were, like, I don't know, crawling the internet and able to find every picture of her, and it was just happened to be listed on this one website. What do you think the people who were using her picture, let's say... I like was like great. I'm gonna sign up for this girl on this escort. Like, what shows up then? Actually, do they just show up and? Oh yeah, you? like like yeah, like you're show, you think you're getting her. Obviously, you're not. Yeah, I don't getting know. Her. Yeah, that's scary. That's scary. And not that they should do something about it, but like somebody should do something about it. Yeah, but like we can't do anything. But like, good luck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like for her, it's like you know they're using her pictures, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But still, slimy. Oh, gosh. It's <laughs> already... The first line is, I had a very Titanic-esque experience. Mm-hmm. Traveling by ferry from Naples, Italy to the island of Capri. Ugh. It was probably the most traumatic travel experience I've ever had, but now my friends and I look back and laugh. We got to Naples to get on the ferry to Capri. We were told there was a slow ferry and a very fast one. 
Obviously, we wanted to take the fast one. It was super sunny and beautiful blue skies. We tried to buy tickets for the fast ferry, and they said it wasn't going to be running anymore and didn't explain why. So we bought tickets for the slow ferry, which would take about an hour and a half. We're waiting forever for the next ferry out and finally docks for us to get on. Finally docks. And it finally docks for us to get on. And we're all getting onto this ferry, probably about 50 to 75 people. The sky goes totally black and the water started getting choppy. We all sat down inside the ferry. Oh. No one allowed up top. And we set sail for a boat ride from hell. We weren't on the boat for more than five minutes when it started aggressively rocking side to side. You could see left, you could see left side of the boat completely submerged <gasps> in the water, and our side of the right was like tilted high, and the boat would slam down on the other side. And we'd see the water level on our windows go all the way up. It went on like this for the entire ride. They were passing out barf bags to everyone. I would be panicking. And it was like the scene from The Office when Pam was pregnant and everyone is watching each other throw up. People were texting and calling loved ones because they thought the boat was going to go under. It was wild. It's an understatement. It eventually got docked at Capri. and We all just stood together at this dock in shock of what had just happened. <laughs> and then we all saw each other at the same restaurant like two hours later eating shrimp scampi like we weren't all just sick and dying <laughs> on this boat together. It was the weirdest travel experience ever. Oh my god! I yeah, hate... that would be my worst nightmare. Yeah, no, me too. And be and because it's the same for us, we both that would be both of our worst nightmares. Even if that boat is going calmly over the water, there's a good chance I'm throwing up. <laughs> I, I already get seasick. Yeah. So, me imagining now it being choppy and broken and it may it, I mean that keeps me away from taking boats anywhere. Yeah. Like we did a cruise thing in Greece, and mm-hmm. like luckily it was like the perfect day. Like I feel like. I mean, I don't know. I say that I get seasick, but I never have. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But I'm more like afraid that I'm going to. Um, and I was like more afraid that you were going to. Yeah. <laughs> but we were good and it was like really fun. I mean, it yeah. was like a sailboat, but it was like a yeah, big. That, yeah. That was like a. Oh, the Anguilla one. Yeah. That was more like choppy and. Yeah, but that wasn't like a big. I don't know. I, this ferry that I'm picturing is like a big boat, you yeah. know. I feel like that would make Both. it less choppy though, because it's big. Like, well, that's what makes it even more scary when it is choppy and yeah. you're feeling it. And Ugh. they probably deal with it all the time. Like, it's probably not as scary. I know the but... people who work on the boat were probably like laughing. Yeah, and, and they probably deal with that all the time. Yeah. Oh gosh. That is a nightmare, and exactly what I wanted to read for this travel <laughs> stories because it's just like the whole thing. I don't it know. just yeah, I don't know. We really need to, like, knock on wood and try and have good vibes. Well, that's why we're putting it out there, all the bad vibes, because we don't want the bad vibes. So we're, Our like, next getting episode, it out. we're going to have to do everybody's best travel stories. That would not be fun. It would be, yeah, it'd be boring, but. <sighs> These are just, like, uh, shorter ones people wrote in. Traveled all, all over Italy, and one of the wheels on my suitcase fell off. That was fun. Especially, like, okay, when you're traveling over, like, a country like that, like, in Italy, like, you're literally carrying your bags with you everywhere you go. Mm. And I can just picture that being so annoying. Like, up the hills and, like, you know, with a shitty suitcase. Yeah. Okay, plane was landing during a seriously bad storm. Missed the runway and almost ended up water landing in Pittsburgh till the pilot, I guess, realized we were going down and switched. So we started to take off again. Got stuck in Pittsburgh that night. Trying to get to Newark. Oh my goodness. 
can't imagine doing a water landing. So they did it, switched. So we started to take off again. Got stuck in Pittsburgh that night. Maybe they just started to like go down and then realized and then just. Yeah, that's. I feel like I see that a lot on TikTok, like of planes landing, like stuff. And like you just don't really hear about it. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, this must happen. Because like, I don't know. I mean, I think it does happen. But it's not like the the planes are in control enough to. Yeah. Like they're not like going down. But they don't say anything. Yeah. So you don't know what's going on. and It's still a successful flight. Yeah. (laughs) Still a successful flight. Everybody lived. Yeah. Um. Flight got canceled a few hours before takeoff. Only flight available was LAX to EWR to LHR to ATH when it was supposed to be a direct flight. Oh, my gosh. Layovers are the worst. That's horrible. They are the worst. That's horrible. Mm. And, like, four different ones. Like, sometimes you do it to save money, but it's, like, most times it's just not even worth it. Because I feel like sometimes they're, like, layover in the opposite direction, too. Mm -hmm. Just to, like... Yeah, you go further out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Parents and brother got COVID the day we landed and COVID in – she wrote COVID, but I think she meant to write somewhere else, like someplace, and couldn't fly home. Like this probably happens so much. Yeah. yeah. That happened I mean, to, our the, friend, to our friend Ben. Yeah, the people were going to see tonight. He was in Africa with like his family. did like a family trip. And on the way back, they were getting tested and he tested positive. So he had to stay for like another week and a half. Yeah, full like 10 days he had to he stay. He was like fine with it. Yeah. He's so, like, low-maintenance type he of guy. He just stayed but... in a hotel and did nothing for 10 days. And yeah. I think where they were, Ghana or somewhere? I don't... I forget where it was. I don't know, but still, I would be, like, I would be... I would be unwell. Yeah, yeah. it would be scary. <sighs> I'd have to lose my phone that week. Yeah. Went to San Fran, had our car broken into, all my expensive jewelry was stolen, $9,000 worth. Jeez. First of all, $9,000 worth of jewelry, girl. You got a lot of good stuff. Yeah. But... That's a lot. There's nothing worse than having being broken into and something being stolen or like that's just like the worst feeling. What didn't yeah. that just happen to us? Something just happened. Oh, my credit cards. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All my oh, credit yeah. cards. That was fun. <laughs> but like when you're away too. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful. Pickpocketers. And they're really good at it. Yeah, people make a a living. Yeah. Um Terrible panic attack before takeoff. Asked flight attendants to let me off. Drove 37 hours. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that might be my fear with you. That's why I bring Xanax. Yeah. Because literally, I mean, I am prescribed to Xanax. I never really take it, but I, I have it with me for, like, times where I'm, like, about to panic. And I know that if I keep going, I'm going to – something's going to happen. Like, I'm going to freak out. Hmm. Well, you worry about that with me? No. With the flights? No. no. I think I worry – Maybe not like specific with, specifically with just flights, but if something we're about to do and you just can't do it. Yeah. No, because that's happened to me before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, stayed in a hostel, hostel room with a mos- mosquito infestation and broken AC. The broken mm-hmm. AC thing is also like that's happened to us when my parents, when my family did a family trip one time, we like went, rented an Airbnb and didn't have AC. And it's like, you, you're like, oh, it's not a big deal until you're trying to sleep at night. Yeah, so uncomfortable. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that can ruin a trip. Yeah. Wait, this one? Okay. It's like a few different ones. Passed out upon arrival in Rome and came to in an ambulance with none of my things. 
I don't know why you passed out. Yeah, I need to hear the story. Passed out upon arrival. Drugged or were you? And you like yeah, that's came to in an ambulance. Awesome. Well, at least you're here to tell about it. Yeah. To talk about it. I mean. Yeah. That is not it. I feel like a lot of people when I was in Rome with my family before and we went in like July or something and it was so hot that I remember having like feeling like I was going to have a heat stroke. And I feel like a lot of times people are walking around like traveling in the summer and they're doing so many things because they want to see so many things Mm -hmm. and they end up like getting dehydrated and passing out or like something like that because it's just like. I don't know, that's not how we travel together anymore because my, my parents, like my mom is very much like that. Like she wants to see every single thing she can in a full day. And I'm like, I would much rather just relax and yeah, like chill. go around, see a few things, you know, like it doesn't need to be like so crazy, but everybody travels differently. Yeah. I think, I don't know, this trip, I feel like we're going on, it'll be a little balance of both. Yeah. We'll be exploring and walking like around. Beaches, but it'll be. Yeah. It won't be like sit and relax. But it'll yeah. Be... Walking around, seeing things, going to dinners. Having a cup of tea. How about a cup of tea? Fish and chips and <laughs> I only say that because Andy, my friend who lives in London, that's what he always says. Yeah, but yours is like a weird... Yeah, I'm not sure if that's a <laughs> what accent that is. It's just kind of my own. All right, let's hear you do all three no. accents. No, Come on, no. you have to do a British accent, a French accent, and a Swiss, Swiss accent. I have no idea what a Swiss... Swiss Switzerland. I don't know either. I don't know no. if I've ever even heard it. We're going to hear it, though. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. All right. A little bit of a shorter episode. We have to go because we truly have to leave in like mm-hmm. 30 minutes. So we love you guys. Thank you for listening. If you have other stories, send them to the DMs of Love That For You uh, Instagram. You know? We would love that for you. All, All right. right. See you guys. See you, everybody. Bye.